Loopsie poopsie. Loopsie boopsie. Hoopsie poopsie. 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 that reviews high-class pornography, fuck flicks, and twat tales. I'm Raoul Saltynuts. I'm a big friendly pervert. Today, we're reviewing some premium Happy Madison filth, Bucky Lasson, born to be a star. Nick Swartzen is... You don't look like the average porn star. Oh yeah, because I'm wearing a sweater. Bucky Larson. You got bugs in your teeth. Oh, it's still moving! Yeah. Ew! Bucky Larson, born to be a star. Yes, she sure is, I I tell you that. Directed by pornographic director Tom Brady, who also brought you such shameful smut as The Animal, The Hot Chick, The Comebacks, as well as some television source like Men Behaving Badly, starring Rob Schneider. Fuck yes. It's the only way of improving on modern clunes, actually. Rob Schneider really encapsulates the spirit of the British TV show in himself. Mm. He is the man. An interesting fact, one of those film titles has the word come in it. It most certainly does. What men men do and women uh, can do on camera. Certainly, except in the UK, where that sort of thing is no longer acceptable. Health and safety, the world really has gone mad. <laughs> you must wear goggles at all times when around a female. The film was written by star Nick Svartzen, Blah, Alan Covert, and R. Adam Sandler who's responsible for films far too risque to mention here, like close footage of a quivering anus. They're not even allowed in the same podcast that, in which we talk about uh, women defecating on the men. It's crazy. It is political correctness gone all the way down the fields. The fil- That is what we say in my country. The film proved too provocative for loser film critics. Roger Moore at Orlando Sentinel said, The concept and the movie that comes from it aren't funny. And second, Svartzen wasn't any more born to be a star than his character. I mean, that's kind of unfair, really. He's just a man. It's proven by being in this film that he is a star. He may have penis t- twice the size of mine, but it doesn't make him any less special. I forget. I'm I too turned on, in fact, to follow these reviews. The arousal is complete. It is entirely possible that Nick Svartzen is already a star. Observe your local copy of Halliwell's film guide. But beware, the horrors that may lurk within. The public reacted like they had their last grape eaten by the man sleeping with their dream girl. And by grape, I mean balls. Christopher Labellero over on Google said, This is the worst movie I have ever seen, so you need to do some work on this movie. It is far too late. I enjoy this man's view of cinema, that it is a process of constant feedback and reconstruction. Yes, he's much more belonging in the podcast game. Uh, He needs to be here with us, telling us no, it's not sexy enough. Most certainly. Like a film, maybe like a dish that can be complained about, returned, and reissued with amendments. Although perhaps that is what George Lucas has always believed. 
The film has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 9% on Meat Critic, and 32 on IMDb DSM. So, Paul, you fudge frisbee. Uh, yeah? Hello? What is the most erotic and sensual part of Bucky Lasson, born to be a star? It's the, uh, you know, when you're listening to, uh, to the jazz, and you're listening to the notes that they're not playing, there are, there Intimately. are plenty of moments in, in this, especially in the beginning when he's in Iowa and in the United States of America, and he, and there's the suggestion of, uh, of animal fucking, and uh, just these big, enormous horse genitals and, and cocks, and, and as soon as you see the horses, you're thinking, fuck... <laughs> if I can swear on this naughty podcast, fuck me. So many horsecocks that I'm not seeing right now. I wonder where they are. Absolutely. The horsecock is the mystery within the heart of the eroticism. The film, it starts with the Happy Madison production logo, which is very long and very poor, and is used here as a kind of edging, delaying the gratification of Bucky Larson, born to be a star. It reminds you no children, huh? Get rid of them. Out of the room. It certainly does. It is time now for children to enjoy either the exit or the full awakening of their loins. Go out and enjoy a, a, a Dutch liberal society. Hmm? We then start with some classic peanut butter goat action. Classic rural American fuck scene. Where hmm. the wrong good comes from the imagining of peanut butter, genitalia, and farmyard animals entangled sensually. Yes, I don't even remember this scene clearly because I was so overcome with arousal of the, the Happy Madison golf ball spinning around and around in the void that uh, I had to make a quick departure to the bathroom and uh, when I came back, um, all I could think about was the horse cocks. I was able to masturbate freely from my viewing seat, but it, it did surprise me that in my remembrance of this film, I did not choose to select for remembrance the scene in which a man slavers his penis with peanut butter and then invites various goats to come and slaver at uh, his knob. You would, of course, try. Nevertheless, there it is. There it is to behold. What a thing. What a thing. There is a scene of homoerotic humiliation in a supermarket where we meet our Don Juan, Bucky Lasso. Don, I think you mean Don Juan. Don Bon Bucky is tired by the man who does not fuck him in the end. Oh, you sassing me? He don't need a lawyer, Mrs. Bozo Bop. Come on, let's get on. The way we've been meaning to get on ever since you started bagging here. Ow! Oh! 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 You hit me in the eye! Oh! What? No, can't you hit yourself, Isaiah? You're gone loony! You get out of here! You're fired! Fired? Tasty Wrong comes from seeing Clown Man in Sad Scene. We should feel empathy but instead laugh at his malformed face, causing arousal. Lasson has buck teeth, a mm. ball haircut, a stocky face, a Midwestern accent, and is a little podgy. The humiliation is complete. He's a little bit, yes, it's like a, a pig covered in gravy on a spit, just rotating, uh, re revealing its shame to the rest of us. There is then some sexual tension between Bucky and a grandmotherly figure in the parking lot after he has been fired. It's actually very arousing. It, they spend a lot of time staring at each other, smiling, one with no teeth, one with only teeth. Mm. The moment is almost too awkward to register as sexual, but what else could it possibly be? 
one is saying, here is my mouth, what could you do with this? And the other is saying, well, then also, here is my mouth, what would you do with this? And it, it's asking the audience the same, in, in, in much the same way as uh, big, big tits on Bangkok. It's 2018's Film Sluts Film of the Year. Uh, Film Sluts is my blog. You can check it out on GeoCities. Check it out now. It will be migrated never. We get a classic dinner scene that will surely only develop like the dinner scene in Ass Punches 3. But wait, it does not go like Ass Punches 3. Bucky leaves to go see his friends. If anything, it's more like uh, the, the dinner scene in Ass Munches Flea. Ah, it's very, very disappointing, actually. Which led to a lot of mix-ups in the video shops and many traumatized children who merely wished to see asses getting punched and not munched. I mean, frankly, I know which I'd rather see, but children. Children in liberal societies, I say, lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it would be against the purpose of a liberal society. We encounter... The obscure erotic art of clumsily vamping as friends reel off bad euphemisms for masturbation. It is entirely titillating. It, def- it definitely is, and there's a sense of trust with the friends. When uh, turns out Bucky has never touched, touched his own penile area. At least not in a non-cleaning uh, situation. His friends are g- giving him the humorous names of, uh, of the masturbation. The meat. Frisking the beat. Frisking the freaky vicar. That's the one. The Dutch Crutch. I've actually forgotten the names. It's, it's too, again, too arousing. I'm sorry, I'm not the best film critic, actually. It turns out when I get too aroused, I just, I just stop watching the film and start masturbating furiously. And experiencing long stretches of amnesia, it is understandable and entirely relatable. Bucky himself begins to masturbate in front of his comedy friends. The promise of self-gratification in front of lame friends is profound. Again, there is the trust, and I think it, it really helps to emphasize that uh, this is perhaps the greatest porno character that we have ever seen. Potentially. Suddenly he has fearless in the way in which he pursues his own gratification. They watch the porno film Farmer in the Smell, which any connoisseur will tell you is not a real porn film, as the word smell rarely features prominently in porn titles. It is an unerotic sense. Yes, it become, very much becomes its own own thing uh, immediately. You say, in, in a porny situation, if I just say the word smell, then you're not thinking of... You're not thinking of kisses anymore. You are not thinking of the good fuckery that even a title such as Come and Hear My Ass might invoke. Further, erotic gratification can be great gained from the realization that Bucky is jerking his good meat to the footage of his own parents fucking. Racing home, it is reasonable to now expect that he shall fuck his parents. As we have all done, as we have all wished to do, of course. As we have all done every St. Jehubit's Day, such is the customs of my country and yours. It is the same country we speak only because of my recent accident. It's a very sexual accident and it's very it's worked out incredibly well for our podcast. Uh, personally, I like to start on on restart day. It's it's much more aligned with my my sexual ideologies, and I, I only end on uh, flagstort day, which I believe is what you were trying to say. 
Flagerspokes Day is possibly the holiest of the kinky holidays in the calendar of our particular religion. And you remember the the songs that they sing before the the, the men get erect. Flag is Bortis Day. Flag, Flag is Bortis Day. Day. Bring the oh. children out, and you know the rest. They shall come a bouncing. Bring the children out. Exactly. Flash them in the butt. Stab them in the butt. The children run, butts go fly, and everyone is hurt. Sell them off at market day, and now you're your own grandparents. It's marvellous. It's fantastic. The way in which the song gradually tails off is against all songwriting conventions, and yet is easily the most erotic part of the song, as it is expected that somebody's genitals shall be in your mouth at that stage. After... An intimate bus trip in which he gets very close to a pig. Bucky arrives in L.A., the center of American fuck. Los Wangelis. Los Wangelis. He finds a video store very much like the introductory sequence to Where Where's That Sack Part 4, Testy's Revenge. I remember that film. It's possibly even sexier than selling off your own children at uh, Rigas Borkis Day. It has less of the general social agreement because it's all believed that that is a correct thing to do on Fleischersburger's Day. But it is, however, more to do with testes, and that's wonderful. Uh, But unlike Where's That Sack Part 4, Testes Revenge, he fails to have sex with the video store clerk or his suggestive robot. No, he unfortunately assumes that he's a paedophile, which is looked down upon in this epoch. It is a shame that the sexuality of children has once again been neglected by other state governments. He goes to a dinner for some cuck humiliation. Dinner, diner. In very many ways, they are the same once you have several cocks in your butt. Food in your mouth or cocks in the butt, I think, is the saying, is what my dear old gran used to say to me. And when I said, gran, is this an orgy or a restaurant? She'd always say the same thing. And I'd never understand because of the aforementioned fallacies. He goes to a dinner. A diner for some cuck humiliation, care of the old lady running the diner. (laughs) But he meets... Christina Ricci, and the fuck good feel here is the thrill of seeing such a beautiful and talented actor humiliate themselves for the sake of Sandler. He gets in people's minds, um... And in their face. Especially when he's screaming. As you can see him do in several sequences of Bucky Lasso. There is ASMR, which is definitely a sex thing, you can google that. It stands for a sleazy masturbation recording. It's a sign to me that the film is finally starting to heat up. It's spending a lot more time on the dialogue and uh, the characters uh, than than usual. It's it's usually more about the the breasts and the um the juices at the right now. So finally, with Christina reaches some juicy juicy whisperings, you think yes yes this is this this is the sex. You may find parts of yourself become engorged that you did not know could become engorged. Knuckles a- for sure. Knuck. Knuckles, earlobes, all of them shall pump with blood, ready for ejaculation. Forehead puffed up like a mating fish. Speaking of an aching fish, a crazy man is introduced, laughing and braying, but he does not have sex with Bucky Larsan or Christina Ricci. (laughs) Why else should this such a man be introduced? if not for sexual degradation. Exactly, perhaps he should. I've seen, 
I have seen the Von Trier's The Idiots, and whilst not a conventional uh, pornography film, um, I, I do find that the 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 the, the results are very good. Amongst Lars von Trier's most challenging wanks, we have some more physical humiliation, attempted cucking, and some rent desperation. Ours is a filthy business, which even Sandler excels at challenging. He challenges it well. He's a man of many facets and taps. You might remember such rental humiliation from Housing Register 3, Dave Street. The most sexual of the Housing Register sequences. Is that what that was called in uh, in your version of the country? In uh, For us, it was Housing Register 3, uh, in, in, in enormously stretched anuses. Of course, anuses were represented, representative of the overall housing budget. The allegory was quite exquisite and horny. They were overrepresented and overstretched, in fact. We can now enjoy some public masturbation with Jackie Sandler. We have missed some scenes. You are very welcome. I just wanted to say for the people at home, we're not, if we're not the kind of uh, sexy show that just spoils the entire movie for you. There are many nuggets in there that you will find and you will say thank you for, thank you for that, Gus and Rupert, whatever our names are, <laughs> that f- f- for hi- hiding this from us because now we are aroused. Absolutely. You shall find many more exquisite pleasures care of Christina Ricci within the film itself. But... Here we have Jackie Sandler, and the moist pleasant here is that she is forced to do whatever her terrible husband demands. Oh my god, he's uh! going for his butt! But the real thrill is that insiders know that she really loves it. She definitely does. It's a Faustian pact, um, as if the, de- the devil was making it with himself. Absolutely. That is the very essence of Faust, is that the devil is the real fool. Bucky is then uh, brought to a sex party and begins dancing with two men with dildos. Oi, oi, you might think. But he fails to accept these dildos, either orally or anally. It sure is the shame. We are left to wonder why else introduce these men and their dildos if not for sexual gratification. Imagine if the point was to be funny. Bucky Larson's uh, perceptions... Uh, or the em- envelope itself was was a hole. It would have been penetrated at this moment, but uh, it's not. It's it's more of an abstract concept. It's not something that you can readily mm. uh, masturbate to. Readily, and yet that is the challenge of Bucky Lasson, born to be a star. It is the question question that uh, Sandler asks of us every day. He says, "Can look at this? This is a book. Can you masturbate to this? No. Yes is the answer." Says Adam Sandler. You are stupid. Here is a wall. Could you masturbate to this? And you say yes. And he says, good, now you are learning. Everything. Everything and can be touched yourself to. Everything can be gratuitous in the right context. And the context is everything. Stephen Orff can now be experienced as Dick Shadow. It is hardening because he once had potential and is now nothing. Now I've seen many porn stars come and go. But this guy right here I just met, he's going to be coming for a very long time. (laughs) Did I mention he'll be starring in lesbian porn? Which is erotic to the extreme. It is the most uh, debasing of all uh, transformations, and you're entirely correct. There is nothing more hornier than than the sight of Frost from from Wesley Snipes' Blade. Absolutely. Clearly, his most prominent film. 
and now he is here as noted porn star Dick Dick Shadow. And yes, he called he calls Bucky Larson a retard, which is definitely definitely the best thing you could have hoped for from Stefan Dorf. What could be more taboo in today's society than a, a white middle-aged man using words that insult classes he could never dream of being a part of? It is truly the final taboo. He plays a dom who exposes Bucky's micro-penis to a large crowd. It's C-E-F-M, clothed everyone naked male. I am just trying to trying to pass that. I was just trying <laughs> to understand that. Maybe I think that the jokes are a little too uh, clever for me, a little too above my station. These are not jokes. These are merely my life. There is some more cafe-based humiliation, including BDSM employment. Sorry, BDS employment uh, for Christina Ricci. It nearly takes a moment for the filth to fully saturate your senses, and you will be able to hear every butt you have ever known. Just rubbing up against one another. Rubbing against one another in a sweaty corridor of your own gratification. Like two butts in the same pair of jeans. What could be a better representation of socialism? Miles Deep queries the existence of nostalgia porn, forgetting such classic films as It's a Comfortable Wife, When Harry Ate Sally, Hocus Prickus, and Back to the Future and the Guy Nailing You. Will Bucky Larson, born to be a star, join the ranks of such beloved trash? It will help if somebody gets laid at some point. Those are very, very great, great sexy, sexy films. But my favourite, of course, is... There is also Star Wars Episode Eight: The Ass Jedi. A real departure from the franchise. Nobody expected Ryan Johnson to feature full pornography in a Star Wars film. It subverted expectations masterfully. Forrest Kump. Forrest Kump is possibly Robert Zemeckis' finest experiment with Tom Hanks' balls. <laughs> oh, idiot. <laughs> this is all very dumb <laughs> There is some more public humiliation Of La- Lasson's small penis He in this instance Is filming a pornographic scene And after some monkey noises For the furries <laughs> He ejaculates Some C.O.B. is teased but premature ejaculation, humiliation, is delivered. It's actually, as you say this, I realize how, how, many, uh, how many freaks and weirdos it caters, caters to. It's um, the people who like the monkey noises, the people who like white people. Yup, the come on body yes. stuff, which is very pleasing. C-F-N-M, clothed female, naked male, which is the opposite. No, that is the correct order of that, usually. And, uh... Yes, that may be enjoyed, as Bucky Lasson often ejaculates before the woman is able to undress. It's definitely the most efficient process. I, I'm not sure if I if I would even take off the jeans. He has been shown to ejaculate merely from the hint of breast bounce. Perhaps you could whisper to him some sexy words, like, um, like b- bottoms or those or forest comp, and just see what what happens. Assuming he understands them, he would undoubtedly ejaculate. This is an erotic film. There is arousal from sequences of middle-aged men misusing his medication and becoming angry with his friend for trying to deprive him of his debilitating drugs. Where's the blue one? Don't play with me, man. And the black one. 
The black one is what keeps me from biting your fucking ear off. It's just, you know, my mom said that you went to rehab a couple times. Your mom's a slut. It's a bit heavy for porno, but at least they haven't put a scene like that into a comedy film. That would be tragic and tone death. This, this isn't something that a, a normal human being would do. Just the makers of, of Fucky Larson, born to be... Porn to be a star. See, I can, I can also do puns. Very good. If they ever make a porn parody of this pornographic film, that will almost certainly be amongst the titles considered. I definitely hope they do not. <laughs> How could they possibly improve upon the horniness of these sequences? Speaking of which, we have more sequences of our two heroes being verbally humiliated by their employer and their roommate. Oh wow, she's great. Respectively. No cereal is that? Uh, mine, I bought it yesterday. Did you buy your own milk? Uh, no, can I borrow some? Hell no, fuck you! I need you to clean up the bathrooms. Oh, it's Marge's night to clean the bathrooms. Marge had to leave sick. Why are you being so difficult, huh? Marge has a hard life. Marge has got hairy ears, it's like, like a tarantula. And she's ugly as shit. Show some compassion. It is like Bang Brothers. Bucky is told that his dreams will never come true, as no one wants to see his tiny penis and masturbate to it. This porno is really making you work for your wank. Unless that what you are most into is an unattractive man being abused for 90 minutes. And now that I say that out loud, this film is making much more sense. It absolutely is. And of course, the people who are listening to us are listening to this podcast, which features that times too. Um, so Most certainly. Please write in with your suggestions and, and your experiences. We'd love to, love to read them out on air. And if this is not your thing, and this is the first episode of the one good thing that you have experienced, do not try and yuck everybody else's yum. Merely accept that this is a highly sensual experience for most of our listeners. Just as, yes, just accept that we've been doing this for 181 episodes now, and uh, every episode is, is exactly, exactly the same as this. Thank you. It is, if anything, this is us at our peak. It is slipping into South New Orleans, and uh, there is little I can do about it at this stage. Personally, I'm entranced, and you might wonder, be wondering to yourselves uh, how they can keep up such energy and uh, strong characters for, for that many times over and over again. Just believe. I assure you all that this is not a labor-intensive one-off. Now, <laughs> Bucky Larson turns out to be a great success. It's sexy because it is absurd that this would actually happen. Miles Deep realizes that Bucky's small penis will make women appreciate the penises of the men that they are with, and that men will not be intimidated by the penises on shore, which shows a fundamental misunderstanding of the purpose of pornography. If I did not want to be humiliated, why would I be watching Bucky Larson, Born to Biesta? Why, why, why would I engage in conversation with anybody? Obviously. It's, 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 exactly. You, you know. The constant threat of humiliation is literally all that gets us out of the boudoir. Morning and evening. The word smell is used in another porn title within the film, that and it true. occurs to me that the filmmakers are amused by the word smell. The resulting embarrassment that I feel for them is deeply arousing. There is a gay fellow who uses it also. Um, the gay, the gay fellow is very interesting, actually. Obviously, this appeals as the film appeals to so many people of so many different inclinations. Uh, the gay man here is uh, sexually excited, sexually aroused, possibly intellectually aroused by the uh, the sight of the Bucky Larson spraying spraying his seed all across the room, uh, as as all gay gay men 
homosexual men are wont to do. And um, this this gay man is also has a very very smelly anus. Uh, he tells Bucky Larson this, and uh, it leaves us to to imagine what the kind what kind of smell would be coming from him. And of course, of course, it is uh, groundbreaking pornographic cinema. But perhaps it is is too groundbreaking. Miles Deep is filming another sexual film and announces that the movie must always come first. Imagine if that was your attitude, and the result was that you made Bucky Lasson. What that would say about your intellect, your soul, and your ambition. The resulting deep humiliation would be deeply arousing. Just thinking about it now, in fact, I, uh, I feel another wave of convenient amnesia coming on. Oh boy. You are truly a soap opera's dream. What? Where am I? <laughs> what are you looking at, the c- cat? You will... You will learn all of the that you have startled your cat against. That that cat lives in a constant state of highly sensual of, of surprise. It's an hour earlier than usual. He was waiting, but waiting at the wrong time. Cats often try to sexually arouse their owners by waiting at very regular times. We are nearly there. I can assure all of you. We have a scene of gratuitous nudity from a woman in an ice cream parlor. Gratuitous even by the standards of this pornographic film. Imagine how it would feel in, say, a comedy film. Imagine, imagine seeing one nipple and thinking, "This is what I wanted," and then the second nipple, and then, and then, yes, this is actually entirely what I wanted, and then they just stay on screen like that. Absolutely. What a ridiculous notion! How in place it would be amongst comedy classics. A gilf receives a load of salty mayonnaise right on her chest. It is very sensual. Reminds me of The Hague. Absolutely, where you came on that gilf. Where I bought that gilf. Speaking of museums. Our heroes visit a museum of curios and oddities, and we might prepare for such a freaky fuckfest as has not been seen since Lars von Trier's anal beauties. Instead, there is more of that hot teeth humiliation that you have come for. It is a growing market all over the world. I don't believe this. I've seen all this shit in here, but that is not real. Hi. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, man. Uh, You real? Okay. (laughs) They pay you to glue those chopsticks on? The glue wet, wet sticks? Um, baby, I don't think he works here. I don't care. If those are real, then I gotta get a picture with the beaver man here. Watch this. You can watch it growing by the, by the ones. Finally, we reach the first full contact sex scene as our female lead decides to have a sexual relationship with the man who has thus far been infantilized and ridiculed from the offset. The resulting sex is much enjoyed in private clubs throughout Dorset. It is a direct uh, reference to the uh, sort of Victorian-style sex. She makes him what is effectively a lamb's a lamb's bladder condom. They have recklessly dangerous sex in a Las Vegas hotel room, and she does not even mind that he is Bucky Larson. Perhaps it might remind you of the most shameful fangerings that you subjected yourself to whilst reading Jane Eyre. I'd never, I'd never not read uh, a Bronte uh, unless I was completely stuffed. Every hole full. You would have to be at least three inches wide before you would even crack the cover. We then have a scene of emotional devastation, the horniest of all devastations, second perhaps only to intense testicular injury, as Richie breaks up with Bucky Larson, born to be a star. There are only two modes of porn left to explore. The first is the meandering storyline pornography. The way it staggers from scene to scene is uh, is sure to please those who have an amputee fetish. But of course, it's nothing without the accompaniment. The what's what's left of the film. 
absolutely. The overall arousal, the provocation of the forced catharsis porn trope. The sudden and abrupt ending of all dramatic tension is as exciting as it is poorly handled, and is sure to remind you of the process of dying. You owe me rent money, fucker! You're just like John Mayer! Just like John Mayer! It's like pulling pulling a penis right out of out of there and saying "come anyway, come," and and then you do because it's it it actually is is more effective than than constantly, constantly smashing it. With the dramatic tension of the film relieved all over your chest, mm. you might finally begin to realize that this film is rubbish. Shit in it. Jesus. Yeah. Um, fuck me. This was a tough rewatch. Almost as bad as this episode. It was. Um... <laughs> It's going to be a tough listen, everyone. Congrats on making your way through it. <laughs> if you think it was hard to listen to, um, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Try watching this. Now look, I had, I had fun, Paul, and I'm sure the listeners at home did too. But this one was, is, is wank. <laughs> it, it, the worst thing about it is, is mm. how lazy everything is about it. Yeah. The, the thing that sticks with me most this time is that the final 10 minutes is such a, a wet fucking fart. Of a film, yeah, Jesus it's Christ! Just, oh, it's just it, we've got to we've got we to end some it. Some dramatic somehow. tension, yeah, yeah. We've got to introduce a dramatic element because we all remember the wedding singer and how that goes. Mm-hmm. So we'll introduce a quick upset in their relationship and then resolve it within ten minutes. Yeah, and it turns out that 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 hiccup was an absolute contrivance caused by an ancillary character. Yeah, there's no actual tension between Bucky Larson and Christina Ritchie. It's just. That no. she gets convinced that it's in his best interest to leave him over nonsense reasons. Because they realise that um, his journey to be a star was actually resolved pretty easily as well. Yeah. And there's no... Yeah, very early on. Yeah. It's not Dirk Diggler, is it? He doesn't, he doesn't hit notoriety <laughs> and fame and then get spoiled. It's not even Orgasmo where he hits notoriety no, and gets because, spoiled. Because he doesn't change. No. He doesn't change at all. And, you know, you can point at other sort of foolish characters, you know, who main- remain the same more or less throughout the thing. And... You know, and say, oh, their personality stayed the same, but it was the situation around them and the lives that they touched that got changed. And you can kind of see that that's what they're trying to do here. Yeah. Like the pure, it's like Forrest Gump, you know, the pureness of Larson. Like Forrest Gump. You know, inspires others to be better, but with yeah. a pornographic twist. But it's just, I think what most impressed me this time around is just how rare you can point out something that is obviously meant to be funny other than just doesn't Nick Svadson look ridiculous? Mm that yeah. is so often the premise and entirety of a joke that it's insane this time i was just watching uh, i was just noting down all the good things like all the times that someone mm. was nice to bucky larson because it was it was yeah. the only unusual thing in the entire movie like pretty much the only subversive thing was somebody who yeah. had the courage just to be a human being to him yeah it's not as gross and upsetting to me for me as jack and jill or grown-ups too i will say um on on rewatch and I think just because it's so up. it's so basic, I feel like Grown Ups Two yeah. and Jack and Jill are just a rainbow of hate, and this is just <laughs> such a streak of piss in the ocean of life that it it, it doesn't even it's not even going to stand the test of time as a terrible terrible film because it's so it's just so lazily it underwhelming. It is underwhelming. That much is certainly true. And there's certain points where even the niceness of certain characters starts to feel like just lack of conviction yeah you know it starts to be like get a job well, if you're gonna fucking do this you could at least do it you know yeah. and the problem is that the people who take issue with bucky larson are doing so over such petty reasons and there's just nothing 
to his character really beyond a smile which mm. you can then laugh at and that i don't know that really uncomfortable contrast between how bucky is presented and how you feel like the filmmakers want you to laugh at him is just because it's yeah. like it's making you implicit on all the unpleasant things that happen to bucky it's like look all these people are laughing at bucky and you should be too you yeah. know it's just really uncomfortable and i hate that mm. uh. yeah it's 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 really really shit i don't mm. i don't know i just watch it and and i'm not sure why they thought it would be it would be funny yeah i, I just can't I can't put myself in other people's shoes at this. So, sense of humour can be so subjective, but it's just absolutely impossible to imagine someone finding Bucky Larson funny. And, you know, if that in any way sounds elitist or anything, it's just, I don't know. I just can't imagine anyone finding this funny. It's so depressing and one yeah. note. I mean, <sighs> I'm tired and lazy and just, ah. Uh. There's been no love put into this. I will, I will say there are a few moments in this I can't help but like, mm. and we'll get into that. But, uh... Yeah. It's, it's just such a nothing piece of shit, this film. It is. It's a very irritating film, aside from anything else. But I don't know. It's sort of... It, the, the, the Oh, God. The nice things that happen to Bucky are part of the artifice of this film. And it feels mm. almost irritating to be compliant with them in as much as finding them charming. Almost as if it's they're somehow won one over on you by making you feel like you're happy that Christina Ricci is here. Whereas, in fact... We'd all be a lot happier if no one had shown up and this film was nothing. But um, mm. nevertheless, it does create a slightly more positive feeling. Just that the shittiness is so dense that whenever a character is actually nice to another one, it, it does actually feel nice to some extent. Even though they've created, they've lowered the standards so far. And you can contra- contrast that to something like Grown Ups 2, where I can't remember a nice moment. Like, oh, there were good things in that movie, but I can't remember a nice character moment where two people actually bonded. Whereas there are some in this. I think he said the moment when Adam Sandler was eating and saying he's having dinner with his That's friends. That's right, or yes. Some... Yeah, there was one. That's fair Which enough. made it better than Jack and Jill. <laughs> yes, yes, potentially Jack and Jill's at the bottom now because all of those moments of catharsis were just built on absolute nothing. Whereas mm. the idea that two people might find each other's lack of experience and, you know, innocence charming is mm. nominatively sweet even if it is within the construct of a film that is designed to make you ridicule and join in in the mocking of its main character so yeah it's trying to have its cake and eat it too i think it's yeah. it's trying to because the whole film ends with him getting this happy ending with with christina ricci so it's mm. it, it's going on the idea that hey he's he's sweet and christina ricci's sweet so they deserve to be together and be happy yeah but it's also but then the whole point of the film is at his expense. You know, the comedy of the film is at his expense. Mm. So you're being you're being asked to kind of root for him in the end anyway, but yeah. enjoy all the horrible shit that happens yeah. to him on the on the way. Yeah, and it, this isn't Lars von Trier, so it's not something that I feel is justified. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I don't know. In terms of ranking this, it is tricky. Um, mm. God Almighty, if we had to. This time next week, rewatch one of these pieces of shit, and it was Grown Ups 2, Bucky Larson, Jack and Jill, or Run for Your Wife. Which one would you be most okay with doing? Um, God, I think I'd, I'd say Run for Your Wife. I, I feel like I'd, I'd, I'd agree, but only really because we recorded that with the commentary, so it's the one that I've kind of less, least watched recently. <laughs> because yeah, we right. kind of talked over that one rather than watched it, but... Just the idea of the sort mm. of British crapness of it. And oh, I suppose you think that's bloody funny. 
Just yeah, I know it's it's rough, but maybe it is the. I don't know. We've the... now watched three Happy Madison films in, in yeah, it's it's uh, uh, like and and I just that whole institution is such a quagmire. It really fucking is. Like, I mean, it's amazing that they've made so many of our least favorite films. Because if you take something like I don't know, Sound of Thunder. You know, the prospect of watching that is certainly dreadful because you'd have to put up with an absolute lack of any kind of interest in it. But mm. it wouldn't actively piss you off, whereas Happy Madison films tend to. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it feels like an ongoing slight against me personally. <laughs> it's a slight Which against... I'm and happy I, with. And I hate Svarsen's response, the idea that... Because he is going for a class thing. He's trying to suggest that the intellectual kind of, you know pretentious critics are deliberately not enjoying Bucky Larson because they have some sort of grudge against comedy that's made by outsiders, I guess. But And that's nonsense. Like, stand by it and acknowledge yeah. the fact that your creation is bad. Yeah, I, just, I can't have even less respect for somebody who deals, deals with it like that. Yeah. Yes, it sucks to have something that you made and maybe he made it and thought it was good and it, it hurts to have that panned. But maybe. Maybe he it... really did feel like he had something here, but at the very least, you could say, I like it, I think it's good, I stand by it, mm. and I guess everybody else yeah. just has different tastes. But to suggest that people are deliberately out to get you, and that you can't yeah. envisage a reality in which people don't like this film, is just tone deaf. We have, however, managed to notice some stuff that we liked in this, so let's get to quick firing. Quick fire. I like the opening establishing shot of the town with the with the music playing. It was like it was yeah. meant to be sort of very Ms. Western, you know, this is a small, quaint little town. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about walking about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Everything up to the introduction of the um guy applying peanut butter to his cock. Uh, felt kind of familiar and quite cosy. Great. Yeah. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I got a, got a titter out of me when uh, Clint starts picking on on Bucky, like as if they're you know they're about to get into fisticuffs. Because it's apropos of nothing. Clint in the supermarket. Oh, okay. Um, right. He yeah. just turns and he, I don't know. I can't remember what he says to him, but he turns and, and yeah. then adopts like a fisticuff stance, mm. and it it comes out of nothing. I forgot that it happened, and it. Yeah. Kind of kind of worked that one bit, not the rest of the scene. Yeah, because. The scene is just the idea that he's again. It's the it's banking on the idea that you'd find this funny enough to not notice that it makes absolutely no sense and is just batshit insane. Yeah. Um, the friends sincerely trying to help him learn to masturbate. I don't know. It's just they're very supportive of him in that moment. And yeah. They're not making fun of him for not knowing how to masturbate. They just, you know, are talking him through it. And it's clearly meant to be a. <laughs> this is so weird that these guys are doing this together. But I like yeah. how supportive they're being. Of their friend. Ah, it's a breeze. We'll walk you through it, step by step. We'll even uh, kill the lights so you can have your privacy. But, you know what? We'll put on the old Billy Squire black lights so you can see your business. Now, you're gonna see some sexy stuff in the movie. Stuff that's gonna inflate your fun tooth. Ooh, like hot butter yabos. I got a feeling this is gonna be a doozy. So pop a button and go ankles on your trousers. You're gonna wanna be ready, Bucky. Yeah, that's that's nice. The dialogue wasn't, but no. that that whole friends together is very good. Yeah. Um, Bucky Larson's parents are cute, and mm. when they when they're all together, they're talking about <clears throat> they think that he 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 was fixing Clint's shoes. The dad and he swears that he had six toes, and he's just 
yeah. playing with him, trying to cheer his son up. It was it was cute. Yeah. And then later when they they get him the flashing trainers, and his yeah. mum goes, "Look at him dancing like a rapper." Yeah. Makes absolutely. Makes me laugh. Yeah, we observed these in the first episode, and they are still very sweet moments. Yeah. Um, Bucky, when he's on the bus and he's going through his bag, suddenly finds a big roll of money that his parents have put in there for him. That's mm. a really nice moment. Yeah. Because he's really excited to find it, and it's very cute that the parents did that. And Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, this is the main thing of the, the first time we saw this, but uh, Christina Ricci's ASMR was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's memorable. She's very, very nice. Like you said, it, it, it feels weird sometimes. It almost feels like mm. the collective pity of the movie is being channeled through her. Yeah. Um, into liking Bucky. Did we raise the fact that it didn't make sense why Christina Ricci would be into Bucky? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and uh, we mentioned the sort of infantilism that they've done with him yeah. throughout this movie. So, yeah, yeah, they would be they would be good friends. The idea of a sexual attraction and romantic relationship feels gratuitous and like, yeah. um, yeah, it just feels not right. It doesn't um, make any sense. I made a weird note with the first appearance of Christina Ricci, which is just. Because she shows up and he looks at her and he has to like say something that doesn't quite make sense through his yeah. buck teeth. And it just makes me wonder if these men, these men who have to do this, and you can think of Adam Sandler too playing like Billy Madison in front of um, Sonya Blade and such. Mm. If when they're confronted with a role that they just wrote as a beautiful woman with these actually incredibly attractive um, actors, mm. it once they're actually face to face with them, if they do feel shame for... The ridiculous, horrible shit that they're doing. <laughs> if Nicky if, if Nick Svardson would just face Nikki. off with Christina Ricci, Nicky Svardson, as I like to call him, would just face off against Christina Ricci and just be like, "Why oh, do you know what? Forget this," and just take his teeth and just walk away. Like, I'm sorry, this was not. This is not. <laughs> just I'm goes sorry. off into his trailer, and you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it might be the only thing that's left. But um, you know, say having said that, you know, I remember the time that I saw an incredibly beautiful uh, woman in a, a business suit. Um, hmm. on the tube watching Grown Ups 2 on her iPhone and laughing away. So there's, you know, it turns out being beautiful is not a guarantee that you have good taste. Ah, oh, fuck, that's weird. I, it is weird, and I don't like it, but it is a fact <laughs> of the universe. It messes with my worldview. <laughs> that beautiful that people, people are superior perfect. to everyone else, yeah. Yeah. Uber I still mentioned. believe it, obviously, because <laughs> just look at them. My next one is that's a pretty cute pig on the bus. Aw. He's a pretty, pretty fucking cute pretty, pig. I'd fuck that pig. I thought the audition man, um, the one who comes out to then hook him up with the porn people, mm. is just nice to Bucky later on after, after he takes his cock out and starts wanking in front of Jackie Sandler. He obviously yeah. thinks that that's something worth um, rewarding. So he goes out and and is yeah. nice to him and, and tries to help him out. And he also knows that his his that Bucky's parents were in, uh, well, yeah. legendary porn actors. Hey, man, pull your pants up. <sighs> What the fuck is your problem? I don't know. I was just doing what the guys from the neighborhood told me to do. Oh, so this is a dare? Some YouTube bullshit? No. I want to be a movie star, like my folks. Who the hell were your parents? Rosie Bush and Jim Sprazium. The porn stars from the 70s? Yeah, again, it's just another person who's nice and helpful to Bucky and not just yeah, there to is. ridicule him based on how he looks. Yeah, it's Mario Joyner as Claudio, and we, talk we, we talked about him last time, and he's just mm. a nice... He's just a nice, pleasant uh, presence. I didn't realize he's been in a couple of episodes of uh, Seinfeld that I recognized him from. Uh, okay. um, but yeah, he's just a, a nice guy who is very supportive of Bucky. And in particular, before he starts masturbating in the interview, he's just incredibly supportive of Bucky and his um, lack of preparation. Your accent's awesome, man. 
I like the Midwest choice. And that vest is amazing. Oh, thanks. My mom made it for me. Well, my name is Claudio, and um, I'll be directing this commercial. We're going to put you on tape. Did you get a chance to peep the script? Peep. Screw it. We'll do a cold read. You're a pro. <laughs> Very Inexplicably true. so. Yeah. Um, and also, my next one will be that as uh, Bucky goes to leave the scene and he goes to go back through the building, um, Claudio says to him, Oh, you can't go this way. They probably called the cops. And he has to go oh, yeah. off the way, which, yeah. That's a pretty well-delivered line from Mr. Joyner. Yeah, that is very cool. Um, I like the line, Christina Ricci's manager in um, mm. in the diner is uh, a piece of shit. But he, turn, he turns up yeah. and uh, he goes, There's a dead cat in a woman's bathroom. I need you to put it in my car. And on its own, it's a really funny line. I, I like the, the delivery of it. They deliver the first half of it and then it's yeah. a pause. I need you to put it in my car. Very unexpected. His his behavior. This this is what's confusing to me, right? The mm. behavior of this diner manager. He gives yeah. her an unreasonable request, and then Christina Ricci says something, and then he says, "You're being difficult," or like, "There's another line of some basically yeah. amounts to you're being an hysterical woman." Yeah. So it's a well observed line about how men react to women who who do something do something more than just blind obeisance, mm. you know, obsequiousness. So they know there's that archetype. Yeah, even and when she's being entirely subservient, it's like a surrealist point. Mm. But it's in this film. Everything else in this film yeah. happens. Yeah, it just it's... feels like they want to have their main characters mocked and humiliated throughout, regardless of context. Yeah. But in the, but in this in this case, the joke is that the guy is just an awful typical male, and there's you have it again with Gary. Yeah, um, the, the one who with the grapes, um, which was best yeah. line from the film last time. Yeah, there's so much of it in this where he's being an asshole to Bucky, and then sleazy with christina ritchie yeah there's this whole thing of just how yeah how awful guys can be um yeah and so so it's like they've got that observation but then there's all the other stuff that just counteracts it i I guess you could call it a little bit of self-awareness because unfortunately even if those two characters are meant to be exposés on awful you know the average awful man the film was made by average awful men so it still has gratuitous nonsense in there and just the grossest kind of humiliating humor you can expect. So it just feels yeah. like they've got they've got every joke possible, regardless of whether it contradicts any other joke, and just throwing them all in because hey, it's good just to get in as many jokes as possible, right? It's the Kevin James every joke, every joke possible within their limited imaginations. Every joke they've thought of, yeah, yeah. And when we say thought of, we mean wrote down on a bit of paper. Um, All right, Sartre. <laughs> I just don't want the. I, I resent the implication that these fuckers have ever thought about anything. You've um, got to, Paul. You are you are the most understanding diplomatic man I know. You've got to admit that these men have at least thought of a thing. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to believe that they are capable of thinking of a thing, anything. They don't have the imagination, the wit, the glory for that. But what they do have is some salmon sushi that looks like a penis, and it looked lovely. Mm, delicious sushi. salmon sushi yeah i take that take it all the way in fuck yeah <laughs> going back to gary there's a scene where he takes issue with bucky larson not buying his own milk and he lays into him and then kathy turns up and gary spins around and goes hey kathy would you like some milk and it's it's uh <laughs> a, a snappy surprising line mm. that i forgot from the first time around and then when she asks bucky to go for a walk gary goes i like walking and the way christina Ricci goes that's nice gary is so sweet yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so biting at the same time. It's very good. Yeah, yeah that guy is Kevin Nealon playing Gary, and mm. he is pretty good. He's got a good f- 
face. Every so often, Santa happens on people who do have fairly comedic faces. Mm. I've just learned to hate them because of the stuff they usually say. <laughs> and they would just look like a bunch of jocks as well. I don't know why. They just, every single one of them looks like they were the bully of their school. But Kevin Nealon in this is, um, he's good. And I like the fact that they make two gags of him returning to his phone call after something awful yes. has happened. Um, yes. Both of which kind of work, even if they are very on the nose. And with the grape gag, yes, the grape gag is still really good. I like the approach because mm. Bucky Larson is crying and Neelan spends a long time getting into frame and approaching Bucky before he accuses. And at, at the point when he's approaching, he's just holding a bunch of grapes up yeah, for seemingly no reason until he starts his accusation. So, yeah, it was a good approach into that gag. Yeah, I excuse me, really like the phone gag. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about it now. Yeah, hi, mum. When Bucky gets Christina Ricci a, a present after the porn awards, and she goes, right. "Bucky, you didn't, you didn't have to get me anything." And he goes, uh, "I didn't. You won it because he'd been saying, oh, you won yeah. this this award as well.' That's that was yeah. cute. I yeah, nice moment it between the cute. two of them. Again, there are some, and that's probably is what elevates it above things like Grown Ups Two and Jack and Jill. Yeah. Um, and sp- speaking of that moment, that serving tray was actually really pretty. The one that he got her as a, yeah. as a prize. Fucking hot. A little one. The music during Dick Shadow's backstory, when he's giving himself like a heroic <laughs> backstory. The music is actually yeah. quite typical of superhero films, and I quite like it. Maybe yeah, feel right. like I was watching something better for a minute. Yeah, when I was a boy, I was 12 or so, I was playing out in the fields. The sun was so bright that day. I was wearing these baggy shorts, and a bee flew up my trousers. Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah. I was thinking of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, superhero movie. <laughs> when the um the ice cream porno, um, just after Mars Deep yeah. had mentioned getting funding from the Vietnamese mafia, um, yeah, there's just one shot. He turns up later in a more prominent yeah. bit, but there's just a shot of him in the background having like eating an ice cream, and. Before his presence was made really obvious, it was just a nice little background detail to have this rough-looking Vietnamese guy just <laughs> in, in the a, background like, a leather shot. jacket. Yeah, that's quite good. I didn't. I, that that would be funny. I didn't notice him in shot, but it would be funny if he just said, "Oh, I got it off the Vietnamese mafia," and everyone can is plain, you know, plain to see that this guy's in the background. But there is a cut yeah. to him, which um, I thought was inexplicable because they hadn't shown him before because I hadn't spotted him, which irritated uh-huh. me, but. Yeah, that's that would be a good background <laughs> detail to have that. To undo that um, irritation, sir. Yeah, a little bit. Also, in that um, <laughs> uh-huh. in that sequence, is when the little old lady is going to walk past the filming of the porn scene. Um, the production assistant guy who tried to deny Don Johnson his pills earlier um, mm. has to stop the old woman, and it's really nice in doing so. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Can you just wait one second? For what? We're shooting a movie. Ah, oh. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. When Miles Deep is explaining, when Guy from Knives Out was telling Nick Svardson that he yeah. was the one who told Christina Ricci that she should get out of Bucky's life so that he can continue to be an amazing porn star, mm-hmm. the scene of that happening is playing as he's telling Bucky about it, and you know he's you know he's just relaying the conversation, and it's cut to the exact time yeah. of the, you know the speech and actions. Um, yeah. And it just had a certain, it just had an interesting feel to it. It felt like it, it felt like lofty. Lofty goals of the director for just a second there to do something a little, <laughs> a little different, right? Um, and I and I appreciated it for those ten seconds. <laughs> it's all he was willing to give you. Um, my final good thing is that Dick uh, Johnson, whatever his fucking name is, um, Dirk, 
Knives Out. Dick Long. He Dick Long. He is screening the pornographic film for um his uh, a bunch of other distributors, <laughs> and the screening room was lovely. It looked great. I bet it was probably oh. Adam Sandler's actual screening room for you know. <laughs> Screening yeah. Happy Madison productions uh, to the fucking executive producers, which Christ, what a depressing concept! Um, you gonna buy it? Your money? Eh, I own you. <laughs> Jesus, you make a million dollars. That's not much. <laughs> yeah, you'll make it though. Um, <laughs> I'll give it to you right now. Just throws it on the floor. Pick it up. God, you know, just remembering that this film was a massive flop is enough to give you a little bit of faith in humanity. <laughs> Oh, Christ. But that was a lovely screening room. It made me very nostalgic for press screenings. And, yeah, it made me remember times where I went and saw actual films. Good times. Um, don't remember that. Probably for the best. Okay. I don't know why I'm reaching over as if to stop the recording, as if this was the last part <laughs> of this whole thing. That's it. Well We're done. We're done. We're spent. We're out. <laughs> um, Paul, how about the OG team? How about the OG <gasps> hey. team? <laughs> I asked the OG team, team, team. <laughs> And so, Crapflix and Chill. Uh, Joe from Crapflix and Chill. He said, I always wanted to know the origin story of how Wormtail from Harry Potter wrote their nickname. JK Rowling, you've done it again with your extended universe, you silly tart. <laughs> and then there's just a picture of um, uh, Spool. What's his name? Timothy Spool. Sporting <laughs> a bit of a Bucky Larson look, actually. Good stuff. <laughs> what's that character's name in the things? It's not Wormtail. Peter Pettigrew, right? Pettigrew, that's it. Clearly an influence on Mr. Quaron, who directed that, the introductory uh, yeah. film for Pettigrew. Ah, uh, the book, the bookie, the bookie lassen. <laughs> I want that immediately. Nice big racist episode this week. Very, um, very racist. I'm hoping that my um my accent was incomprehensible enough as to not offend anyone. Only French... the followers of Europanto. <laughs> French people at home being like, no, nothing to do with us. <laughs> Christ knows what he's after. Christopher Bond says, uh, "Do sucker punch or the spirit soon." It's not. It's not a good thing about <laughs> Bucky Larson. It's just. It's not. <laughs> He's like a fucking heckler. What the fuck? We're trying to play some new stuff. I say new stuff. We're reviewing a film we covered a two decades. Two two decades. Yeah, two decades ago. It's oh. just. Do the spirit. <laughs> Streets of London. <laughs> Streets of London. Just did that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, we do Sucker punches on the list. Thank you for that. It's um, on the list. It's actually going to be the first film of next year. So you, can great. Only, you only have to be irritated at us for another five months. It's already been three years. Um, <laughs> and Ellen Graham said, I cannot offer any contributions apart from my sympathies, but I am grateful for this artistic masochism that you two possess. And yours for listening to this episode, Ellen. <laughs> it's definitely an artistic endeavor. <laughs> you can actually get a grant for listening to this. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's it, OG team. Thanks, team. Thanks, OG team. OG team. What a big cock. Um, speaking <laughs> of big cocks, how can people find out more about... Well, do we do a one better thing? For revisits? I'll tell you well, what, revisiting our first episode on this is probably better than... Hey, that's that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> And then I, I was thinking, hey, it's kind of like they saw Boogie Nights and Orgasmo... And and when yeah, yeah we can do neither of these, <laughs> um so watch both of those but I'm pretty sure they've been one better things for this and other movies so um, but <laughs> all, just watch them if you haven't they're great God is there a good film about the porn industry apart from it can't just be the one is it the case that Boogie Nights was the only one they needed to make 
there must there must be others. Orgasmo, as I said, it's coming to mind. It doesn't mean there isn't any. I know every film there is, but yeah, no, I have. I don't think I've. I'm looking at a list now of the best. Um, the nice guy, but yeah, most of it is the vibe of just don't do porn, which is an approach. <laughs> and there's Orgasmo, great. But hey, I watched Get Out again today, so if you haven't seen that, very good. Nice, and I watched Patterson. It was lovely. Yeah. So thanks, yeah. one better thing. The one better thing. Thanks, one better thing. Thanks, OG team, and thanks to all the listeners. If you want to hear more yeah. from us, you can do so. OG mm. Pod, tw- Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Fuck that's yeah. that's pretty much today. Twitter and Facebook. Send us an email at gmail, OGTPod at gmail.com. You can uh, like us on iTunes, probably. Um, we're on Spotify. We've also got a Patreon, uh, for, where's for as little as a dollar a month. God, mm. just words are not not my friend right now. For as little as a dollar a month, uh, you get exclusive access to a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, pools pitches, 50 pools of shade. Uh, we've got some commentaries out for cutscenes. We've got um, some personality quizzes. Pools, pools just finally getting to know the real me. Um, we've just had which movie serial killer are you? We've got some sexy ones. We've got some really yeah. disappointing uh, character <laughs> character ones. <laughs> Not Fuck not yeah. in an, not in an entertainment sense, just in the result <laughs> for me personally. But Paul knows more about me now than he did um, definitely before we met. Oh god, yeah. I'd say that that's you know it's just, just huge gains. Turns out you're actually um, yeah you've got fairly light coloured hair most of the time. Yeah. So yeah, most didn't know of the time. That. Yeah, didn't know that. Unless it's not. Yeah. Unless it's um. These revelations and more, <laughs> listeners, on the next episode of a thing that we're asking you to pay for. Thank you so much. <laughs> It's like this, but even more so. <laughs> more expensive. <laughs> I'm Paul Spensive. I put the X in Spensive. And remember, one good thing about Bucky Larson, born to be a star. Same words. It's words, isn't it? It's that sometimes all you need is a Richie. <laughs>